Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And this week in data breaches was absolutely insane. Uh, there's just so many, I, I don't even know where to start, but we've got a list, so we're going to get cracking. But of course, before we begin, as always, I want to thank the people that helped me out. And that would be James Crofton, Jacqueline Wolf, and Steve Perry. I'm assuming there's no relation there to the Steve Perry, but you never know. Either way, thank you very much. And let's get going. First, we're going to start with Tampa General Hospital, or TGH, as they call themselves, because they reported that up to 1.2 million people may have been compromised under their watch. Quote, TGH reviewed the files involved and determined that some patient information was included. The information varied by individual, but have included names, addresses, phone numbers, dates of birth, social security, health insurance information, medical record numbers, patient record numbers, patient account numbers, dates of service, and or limited treatment information used by TGH for its business operations. TGH's electronic medical record systems was not involved or accessed. So heads up to you if you use Tampa General Hospital for all your general hospital needs. Moving on, let's talk about Charter Oak Federal Credit Union because their website was back online Wednesday afternoon on July 19th after several days of being down due to a cyber attack. Now, the bank released a statement to basically local news that uh, this past Monday assuring customers that their accounts and information were safe following this unusual activity on their system. The bank will refund customers who incurred fees or charges because the website was down, meaning it was your last day to pay or something like that. You missed that date. Obviously, you're not going to get you're not going to get hit. Now, if a member entered personal information on a website that looked like Charter Oaks over the weekend, the bank urges them to call them or urges you to call them. And so there you go. Somebody defaced their their bank, or somebody rerouted their bank to essentially malicious uh, log login or malicious website for phishing. Probably people give up their credentials. So heads up to you, Charter Oak Federal Credit Union members. Moving on, let's head on down to Belize and talk about Belize Electricity Limited, or BEL. I'm just going to call them Bell. Now, on July 17th, Belize Media was informed that basically Bell is still investigating a cyber attack that was announced on Friday, July 14th. Quote, Ragnar Locker Ransomware Group added Belize Electricity Limited to their victim list. They claim to have access to 355 gigabytes of organization's data, end quote. And so heads up to you, that's obviously not good, but if you're in Belize and Belize Electricity Limited is your electrical company, you might want to check in. Moving on, let's talk about Ordovis. Now, Ordovis develops and commercializes MobiMed eHealth and medical technology solutions for what they call a safer and more efficient healthcare. And you know if they're on their list, here we go. Now, on the evening of July 18th, Ordovis's systems were subject to a cyber attack that affected United Kingdom or UK customer systems within their hosted data center environment. The electronic uh, patient records are currently unavailable and until on further notice, handled using manual systems. That's according to them. And I believe that is uh, from July 20th or so. So they may be back online now. Quote, no patients have been directly affected. No other systems have been attacked. And no customers outside of those in the hosted data center have been affected. So heads up to you if basically your health system in the UK, and it is the national health system, uses Ordovis for all their patient something needs. Moving on. 
Let's talk about Norwegian recycling giant Tomra because this past Monday they announced that some of their systems were impacted by a cyber attack that they discovered on July 16th and they immediately disconnected some of their systems to contain the incident. In an update on Tuesday, the next day, the company announced that they had discontinued uh, additional or disconnected, excuse me, additional systems and that it would keep all impacted systems offline until they resolved this situation. While Tomra has not shared details of this type of cyber attack, uh, experts closer to this say that ransomware seems to be involved so we'll see what happens but good luck to you tomra and all of your customers moving on let's talk about infrastructure or us-based inter uh, infrastructure provider for directory services jump cloud I, I see them actually quite a bit now in a report uh, published this past thursday sentinel one the security outfit uh, their senior threat researcher tom hagel uh, linked the North Korean threat group, a North Korean threat group to Jump Cloud, uh, based on multiple indicators of compromise shared by the company in a recent incident report. Quote, reviewing the newly released indicators of compromise, we associate the cluster of threat activity to a North Korean state-sponsored APT, or Advanced Persistent Threat. That is according to Heigl. Quote, the IOCs, or indicators of compromise, are linked to a wide variety of activity we attribute to the DPRK or Democratic People's Republic of Korea, overall centric to the supply chain targeting approach seen in previous campaigns, end quote. On top of Sentinel-1, both CrowdStrike and Mandiant also published similar reports on this matter. So if you use JumpCloud for directory services, basically it's kind of like an active directory competitor, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about pharmacy giant Rite Aid, <coughs> excuse me, because they're saying customers' personal information may have been compromised in a data breach. Now, the drugstore chain said that an unknown uh, party had access names, birthdates, addresses, prescription information, and more. In some cases, insurance information like plan names and cardholder hold, card IDs were accessed. Social security numbers and credit card information were not compromised, and this breach happened on May 27th. So heads up to you, Rite Aid customers, of which there are probably going to be many listening or watching this. Moving on, let's give you basically a big update on Move It because the past week saw an absolute ton of disclosures and others that are tracking this have the number at about 400 total since this started and growing. And I actually think it's a little more just given that I've been tracking this week to week as well. And so this week, we have seen the following breaches, and I went back for the past few weeks or so, and none of these are duplicates from what I reported on previously. And this week, thanks to Move It, we have the following organizations reporting data breaches. Ireland's Commission for Communications Regulation, not to be uh, confused with Aer Lingus in Ireland as well, that I, I talked about. Cosmetic giant Estee Lauder, communications equipment manufacturer Sierra Wireless, software firm uh, Bluefin Payment Systems, and Ventive Technology to different organizations, TJX Companies, which actually runs TJ Maxx, the retail store here in the United States, as well as Marshalls, the retail store, and other retail stores as well. Manufacturer ITT, the government of Utah, a state here in the United States, Sunflower Bank, Quorum Federal Credit Union, the Vitality Group, and on top of those, we have several universities in the United States, that are now declaring breaches as a result of Move It. So the universities of Alaska, Colorado, Dayton, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Loyola, Missouri, Oklahoma, Rochester, Southern Illinois, Temple, Utah, Wake Forest, Washington State, Webster, and Worcester State have all declared data breaches as a result of Move It. This continues to grow. And you know, stay tuned. I will keep you up to date as of next week because we're going to see more. I promise you that.
Moving on, let's talk about the city government of Odessa, Texas, because Odessa's mayor, Javier Hoven, announced this past Monday that somebody had accessed the city's computer network numerous times since December using former Odessa city attorney Natasha Brooks' accounts, which someone failed to deactivate. Uh, basically after her termination on December 13th. Now, the Odessa Police Department, with the assistance of other law enforcement agencies, launched an investigation after city officials discovered last week that sensitive information was transferred by email to a private account. A number of systems were accessed, such as the Odessa Police Department reports, personal inf personnel information, excuse me, and GovQA, which is the city's hosted system for public information requests. And that, again, that is according to their mayor this past Monday. Now, this smacks of a couple of different things. One, this is negligence by the Odessa IT or cybersecurity team in the sense that they didn't do their job, but it may not be their fault. And the reason why I say that, because I'm not throwing my fellow nerds under the bus, is that oftentimes they're not notified of these kinds of things. There has to be systems in place where you're saying, okay, we're gonna be terminating somebody on December 13th. Well, you know, a week before that, the IT staff or cybersecurity team is notified that this person is going to be terminated and so they can coordinate. Oh, 4 p.m. is the termination. At 3.59, they're in the systems deactivating everything. There's a checklist, there's asset management. There's a whole bunch of stuff that has to happen. Clearly, that broke down, which shows me that there is some kind of management issue. Now, if they did submit a ticket or they did submit the information to IT and cybersecurity and it just got lost and nobody bothered to do it, then shame on my fellow nerds. But this obviously is a huge issue. And I, I promise you right now, the police's very first stop is former Odessa city attorney, Natasha Brooks, because she's going to know her logins better than anybody else. So there you go. We'll see what happens. You know, I'll keep you up to date because if it is Natasha Brooks, that's obviously illegal to do. And as an attorney, she should know better. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about Oric, Harrington, and Sutcliffe. Very fancy sounding name because on March 13th, they detected an unauthorized party, uh, basically third party, gaining remote access to a portion of their network that included a file share that was used to store certain files. The information infected may have been names, addresses, dates of birth, dental insurance policies, and we'll get to that, healthcare provider information, and limited dental diagnosis and treatment related information. They are a law firm for the record having a whole lot of dental information. No planned participant or no planned participant records containing social security numbers or financial account information or payment card information were involved. And the company that had to declare as a result of this breach where a lot of their information was Delta Dental of California. So heads up to you if you're a patient there. Here we are. Moving on. Let's talk about the United Lex Corporation. They notified patients that the company experienced a data breach after an unauthorized party gained access to sensitive consumer data entrusted to them. Now, according to the United Lex Corporation, they determined that information stored on their servers may have been subject to unauthorized access on March 2nd of this year. They determined the following information may have been exposed. Names, address, social security, um, financial account numbers, and and for and financial account numbers for payroll purposes, dependent information, and limited benefits information. Sounds like an employee hit. So heads up if you work for United Lex or you use United Lex for all your Lex needs, whatever that is. <laughs> Moving on. 
Let's talk about Virus Total. And if you're a fellow cybersecurity professional, you know exactly who these people are. They are used by everybody, whether you got a free account or you're paying a ton of money to use them. But Virus Total had to apologize this past Friday for leaking the information of over 5,600 of their customers after an employee mistakenly uploaded a CSV or comma separated values file containing their information to their platform last month. Now, this data uh, data leak impacted only premium account customers with the uploaded file containing just their names and corporate email addresses, nothing else. Emiliano Martinez, or Martinez, the online malware scanning services head of product management, also assured impacted customers that the incident was caused by human error and not the result of a cyber attack or any vi uh, vulnerability within Virus Total. It's human error. It absolutely stinks. We're obviously going to keep using Virus Total because, well, Virus Total is Virus Total, and there you go. Moving on. Let's talk about AMC Theaters. This might be the movie theater near you. On July 14th, American Multi Cinema Inc., or AMC, which I now know what that stands for, uh, basically filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Texas. Now, they didn't provide many details, but what they are talking about is uh, sensitive consumer information, which includes names, social security numbers, driver's license, and medical information. Uh, basically, they're sending out notifications to all impacted. It seems like AM AMC employees are not having a good week so heads up to you moving on Let's talk about Idea Financial, because on July 14th, they filed notice of data breach with Maine, discovering that an unauthorized party accessed a database containing confidential consumer information. We are talking about names, social security numbers, dates of birth, email addresses, phone numbers, and FICO scores. Now, upon completing their investigation, they've sent notices out as well. So heads up if you're a customer of Idea Financial. Moving on, let's talk about the Franklin Mutual Insurance Group. They filed a notice of data breach with Vermont, after discovering that an unauthorized party was able to gain access to their infrastructure, uh, they basically said an uh, unauthorized party was able to access sensitive information, but I do not have a list of that, so heads up to you. If you use Franklin Mutual Insurance for all your insurance needs, your information may be out there. And let's move on to the mini segment that I've been doing, which is basically, if you actually spent money on cyber defense, you wouldn't be spending a lot more money getting sued and having to pay a whole bunch of fines and a whole bunch of everything else. I still don't have a good title for it, but that's essentially what we're talking about. And this week, we're talking, unfortunately, about a charity, and that would be Easter Seals Goodwill. Now, a proposed class action alleging that Easter Seals Goodwill, specifically Northern Rocky Mountain Incorporated, failed to protect employees' personal information in a 2021 data breach that basically um, barely survived the, the nonprofit's motion to dismiss. Now, Jamie Kilgore and B.E., failed to show uh, that they suffered a concrete injury traceable to the data breach. That's a requirement for establishing a uh, standing to sue. And that is according to Judge uh, Dale A. Kimball, the U.S. District Court for the District of Utah this past Tuesday. However, Judge Kimball did deny uh, Easter Seal Goodwill's motion to dismiss, quote, out of abundance of caution and granted the plaintiffs until October 20th to conduct discovery related to their employer's factual challenge to the standing. So in other words, Easter Seal kind of won in court, but they weren't able to get it dismissed. And so they're obviously spending a good chunk of money, you know, fighting these things as as any corporation, even, even nonprofits are going to. And here we are. So obviously that's a huge thing. And that's the only one we've got on the docket that I could find or wasn't behind a paywall because I'm not paying like 20 bucks to look at a legal site for, for three, 30 seconds worth of this. So heads up, odds are it'll be, I'll, I'll be covering it sooner than later when it gets out of those paid sites. 
And let's keep going, let's keep going on because we have airports across the United Kingdom. UK airports are being targeted by groups of Russian hackers. At least that's what people are claiming. Now, London City Airport's website went down shortly before 3 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon, co coinciding with an apparent claim of a hack by basically a pro-Russian group known as UserSec. Now, for the record, I think London City Airport is probably different than Heathrow, the massive airport in London. But if you live in London, please let me know. Um, a short while after, anonymous Russia claimed to have launched a similar uh, attack on Birmingham's airport website, although that remained online, uh, basically as this report was being published a couple of days ago. Now, a spokesman for the airport said, quote, some people have reported our website has been loading slowly this afternoon. We are investigating. Another quote says, anonymous Russia joins the attack on UK airport before your eyes, the sleeping international British airport Birmingham. Glory to Russia. Now, that is a message from one of the hacking groups that they posted online. Now, it's unclear if these claims are genuine and whether they'll have any material impact or functioning of these airports. But this is the kind of thing we've been seeing lately. And the United Kingdom is not the first country to have a rash of airports launched, uh, have their websites launched under cyber attack. We had that here in the United States a few months ago, and Canada had one as well. And I want to say France was the other one. So you never know. But those rascally Russians might be up to it again. I'll keep you informed. And finally, We've got two finalies. For, well, actually, we have one finally for you, and the other one's kind of like a mini finally, but you'll understand why in a second. <clears throat> Today, our finally is patience and data breaches, and I found this actually interesting and somewhat disturbing as well. 95% surveyed, uh, basically patients that were surveyed, worried that their medical records will be leaked in a data breach. Now, this is according to a new study from Health Gorilla. Apparently, they are a health information network and interoperability provider. Now, the study surveyed over 1,200 patients from May 22 through May 23, so one year to observe their perspective on the security of sharing their medical records with health systems. And this is according to the news release that they had on July 11th. Here are some things to know according to the State of Private Patiency, uh, State of Patient Privacy report. And I quote, only 5% of patients express no concern over the possibility of their personal information being involved in a data breach. 95% have extreme, moderate, or slight concerns. Patients actually trust the government facilitating health data exchange over big tech companies. 65% of patients reported a distrust in big companies such as Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft having access to their health data. And I can see why they are some of the biggest data miners on the planet. Amazon, Google, Facebook alone, but Apple data mines, as does Microsoft, just not uh, basically to the level that those do. And I think that distrust by virtue of that is pervasive. On top of that, only 14% of patients who trust these companies reported having full trust in those companies, while another 21% said they have slight trust in those companies. Meanwhile, 60% of patients would be less concerned if the government facilitated their health data exchange, meaning they are trusting the United States government with their data more than they are Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Google, etc. The majority of patients 
are only comfortable sharing health data when it's used for treatment. 71% of surveyed patients reported they are comfortable sharing their health data when it is used for the treatment process or treatment purposes. 39% are comfortable sharing data with insurance companies for payment purposes. 28% uh, for operations, 23% for public health, and 13% are not comfortable sharing health data at all. Guess where I fit on this as well. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. We are the most data mined people in the world, and that includes our health information, even though we have HIPAA, which has changed and evolved since it came out in 1996. But nevertheless, this is obviously a huge issue that we have. And basically, every Sunday, I do breaches of the week, and half of them, or at least it seems like half of them, are healthcare. So, of course, this obviously is a huge thing. And our other finally that we have for you today is Microsoft, and holy cow. What is going on with Microsoft? Now, this has been unfolding. I've had people say, hey, Nick, are you going to talk about this in Breaches of the Week? Are you going to do a deep dive on this? Like, what is going on with this? And I haven't addressed this one specifically because it continues to unfold. I will be doing that soon, but I'm not going to tag it on here at the back of a Breaches of the Week where you've got to sit through 15 to 25 minutes of data breaches. This is going to be its own independent segment that I will be putting out because I'm going to break all of this down, timelines and everything that I've been compiling. This is absolutely insane. And, and I think this also really underscores that, you know, when we are talking about big tech providers like the Microsofts of the world, if they don't have it together, it's really not good for the rest of us. So, we're going to talk about that. We're going to, I'm going to basically break that down. It's much wider in scope, and you might have read one aspect of this or another. I've been reading, it must be 30 articles at this point, going back months, and it has been absolutely unfolding in a way that if you're not putting the pieces together, it's kind of unusual. This is not some tinfoil hat thing. It simply is, and these will all be obviously primary sources. So those were your breaches of the week. Were you affected? Yeah, well, you probably were, but either way, let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. Please ring that bell. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.